Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. This is Season 8, Episode 8. I know that I kind of posted it wrong uh, if you saw it yesterday, yesterday, but, you know, whatever. Okay. You guys, oh my gosh, Proverbs 6. How long have I been telling you I'm so excited to get into this chapter because there's so much good stuff, and I'm so excited, you guys. There's a lot of different topics that Proverbs kind of talks about, but obviously it's one context. Um... I gotta actually forgot my my notebook again. Um, and my verse of the day. I keep forgetting. I just did a live video on my Facebook about a dream that I had from the Lord last night concerning end time events. So it's quite scary. I'm not gonna share it now because uh, we got a little bit. Today's probably gonna be a little bit longer sermon. Uh, of course, I'm saying that as I'm recording here now, but um, guys, I'm going to share it uh, on Sunday at my journal. I will share the dream. If you don't want to wait till then, go on my Facebook, Josiah Dreamovius, and I did a live video. Go check it out. Um, the live video has me wearing a black hat with my glasses. So um, today's Proverbs 6, obviously. I'm so excited, you guys. Uh, let's open in prayer, and then we will dive into Proverbs 6 and share the verse of the day here on Movius Ministries. God, I pray for people who have come on here today that they wouldn't just go through the motions. They would experience radical change, God. They would experience the fullness of your grace. I feel like I hear the Lord saying that he's breaking off the religious spirit of you feeling like you always have to do this religious kind of performance for God. If you read a lot of, if there's some stuff in Matthew and there's a lot of stuff in Hosea where it talks about God not wanting that kind of stuff. That he wants our hearts to be in it. God, I pray this message would just touch people's hearts. You'd help me to choose my words wisely, God. That I would continue to understand what it means to revere your name, God. That you are an all-consuming fire who radically loves us so much. I pray that people would just seek fresh insights, God, and they would take this stuff with them. Holy Spirit, correct people where they need to be corrected. People that are confused on their beliefs, Holy Spirit, speak to them on the kind of things that they believe that are true. Lord, show them those things so they can stand firm. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the verse of the day today on Mobius Ministries is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 it says grace be unto you unto you and peace from God our father and lord and from the lord Jesus Christ how wonderful you guys you know you know Paul says in Romans 6:1 about should we just keep on sinning while expecting grace i think what Paul's really writing about there is we shouldn't just like we should we shouldn't make a practice of sinning, I think is what he's saying. Um, you know, we're going to sin, we're going to mess up, but where's our heart at? Are we going to look at that and go, okay, God, help me to not do that again? Are we keeping our hearts in a posture of growing into learning repentance in every season of our lives? So here we go, guys. Let's open up here. I got my notes here. Um, so some of you guys, okay, here we go. Some of you guys know I am talking to a girl right now. Um... I like her a lot, and I'm crazy about her. We are just friends right now, but we're interested in one another. We're just friends. We're hanging out. We like each other, but you guys, um, 
she really helped me. Well, what her name is? Her name is Jaina. And she's incredibly beautiful, loves God, and is just so good at just like taking in new insights, new wisdom, being corrected on things. She's so childlike, and I love that about her. Um, you guys, she helped me prepare this podcast. So, Jana, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for helping with this. It literally touched my heart so, so much, and um, I'm so excited, you guys. So, here we go. Um, I will, I will mention here uh, what uh, kind of stuff she helped me with last night. But, you guys, we're gonna break down verses. We're gonna make. Uh, I'm gonna share some personal experiences I've had, and we're just gonna go really deep. And we're gonna get into the Hebrew as well. So, I know we haven't done that in a while, but we're gonna get into that now. So. Here we go. Okay. If you want to pull out your Bible, if you want to sit and listen, um, do whatever you need to do, man. Proverbs 6, baby. Here we go. Okay. All right. Verse 1. The title of, starting in verse 1, and again, what I mean by title you guys is um every time there's like a new heading above uh it's the scriptures you're about to read is that that's the title and the title above verse one is like a deer from the hunter here we go verse one dear friend if you've gone into hawk h-o-c-k with your neighbor or locked yourself into a deal with a stranger if you've impulsively promised the shirt off your back and now find yourself shivering out in the cold, friend, don't waste a minute. Get yourself out of that mess. You're in that man's uh, clutches. It's interesting because Paul talks about owing no man nothing. Don't let, don't owe any, any man anything. Again, there's context. But, okay, go. It says, go put on a long face. Act desperate. Don't procrastinate. There's no time to lose. Run like a deer from the hunter. Fly like a bird from the trapper. So here we go. Some of you guys might know the TV show. Uh, I'm going to relate this with with those verses. Um, he's pretty much talking about, he goes, if you're having a quarrel with a neighbor, get out of that. Go back to them and act desperate. Have a long face. And don't procrastinate. Go and fix things. Some of you guys know this TV show. Season two just came out, and I just finished uh, the whole. I just finished season two earlier today when I, when I was having dinner. Um, this show, Outer Banks. This show, you guys, shows. I've just seen verses one through five kind of play out in that show. And, you know, the, the our most wildest imaginizations, you guys, can go, oh, well, that's just a TV show. That's not real life. No, it is. You know, because it's like if the Holy Spirit's trying to speak to you through that TV show on something and, you, and, and, and then you have that thought of, oh, it's just a TV show, then you're putting the Holy Spirit in a box. And it's so wrong. So that's what I, that, 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 that was my, uh, relation i guess with verse one one through five i've just seen I, i've seen that where they, they get into these quarrels and they don't fix things and then it turns into a turns into a bloodbath so if you guys haven't seen the tv show it's really good but ask the holy spirit if you should see it because i love going to the movie theaters and the holy spirit told me a little while ago that you can't go see sci-fi movies right now which really sucks but i have to 
be obedient. So here we go. Verses 6 through 11. Uh, this um, title in these verses is A Lesson from the Ant. It's really interesting because it's like uh, where Jesus said the Lord will use the... Uh, he will... What is it? He will uh, use the... Uh, the something things of this world to confound the wise. It seems like that might kind of be what we're looking at here in verses 6 through 11. So here we go. Verse 6. You lazy fool, look at the ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. All summer it stores up food. At harvest, it stockpiles provisions. How long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? Nap here, a nap there, a day here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life. Poverty, uh, your permanent house guest. So here we go. I just went to go see a movie with Jaina, actually. We went to go see a movie called Free Guy. And when I saw this movie come out, I was kind of like, do I want to see that? It looks really stupid, honestly. Um, I was like, dude, this looks really bad. Like this, that, that terrible movie. And then I kind of saw it in theaters and I was like, I looked at the trailer, I saw it got really good reviews, and I was like, okay, I'll go see it. But the movie Free Guy, you guys, um, basically, uh, Ryan Reynolds is this guy where he's like this side character in a video game. Like, he's like, when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, and there's like those just little random people walking on the side of the road. He was that kind of guy in the, in the game. And I literally, when you look at his life in the movie, he was doing exactly what Versus 6 through 11 talks about. It says, nobody tells it what to do. All summer, it stores up food. It, it's pretty much just saying that the ant just keeps going through the motions. And he's bored about life. And eventually, the guy in the game kind of is... The, the, guy, the, the, the guy in the game who's the free guy, who's representing the free guy in the movie, he's kind of like, I'm sick and tired of living this boring life. Like, I want to do something with it. And I thought, that kind of looks like what it means to be born again. Like, I kind of made that relation. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Um, and then Jaina, when she was helping me do this, uh, she helped me, um, uh, do this message, but she said, um, how sometimes people live their lives just going through the loop and they feel empty because of it. I just, I was like, wow, that's so good, Jaina. I love that so much. Um, but it's really like, and it, it's just like, uh, I, I, my next note was Matthew 24, where Jesus says people will be living like the days of Noah when people are just doing their own thing they're eating and sleeping around and yada 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 they're just living life like as if they're like 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 they're just living life just to have fun that's pretty much what jesus says the end days will be like before i come back it'll be like the days of noah so it's like it's you can i hope you see what i'm relating here but it's just like it's really interesting it's really it's it's cool as well but um, and it's like, I, I, I did a message, some, some of you guys that are listening to this now might have listened to it before, but, um, I did a message a while ago, um, about, <sighs> I gotta breathe for a second, um, about how I did a message on understanding end time events. And I talked about how I was going to work. I was working as a car porter for a, a car deal, a small college car dealership called Rightway Auto Sales. Anyway. And my job, pretty much at that job, was just driving cars around, making sure they were okay to sell. And if they weren't, you know, working right, if they were broken out, I take it to the shop next door. So basically, I was just driving these cars around. If they needed to get cleaned, I'd clean them. But 80% of my job was driving the cars around, making sure they were gassed up, 
make sure so that everything was okay. But as I'm driving these cars around, you guys, and I'm going to work every single day, I just was looking at these people, and I, and I don't want to, I didn't want to make it seem like I was like coming off judgmental, but the Holy Spirit just showed me, like, Josiah, look at people. They're just living life. They're just going on and just going through the motions. Like, oh, I'm just going to work again. And again, I'm not putting those people down. My motive as I say this is that that we're living in end times. This is how we know. Jesus said that, he said, I don't even know. And again, I've wondered if that's him saying that as a man or as God. That That's, that's another thing. I don't know. I don't have wisdom on that, but that's just a thought that I got from someone else. But... Uh, he said, "Only the Father knows the day, but we can know the season. We can learn so we can read so much scripture on how to know what the end days are going to look like." So, anyway, let's move on. I hope that makes sense. What I was saying there. Here we go. Verses twelve through fifteen. The title of <clears throat> the title of these three verses is "Always Cooking Up Something Nasty." Riff, and we are going to go through the Hebrew at the end when we get. So, don't worry. Riff, raff, and rascals talk about. Sorry, riffraff and rascals talk out of both sides of their mouths. They wink at each other. They shuffle their feet. They cross their fingers behind their backs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Their perverse minds are always cooking up something nasty. Always stirring up trouble. Catastrophe is just around the corner for them. A total smash up. Their lives are ruined beyond repair. That, oh my gosh. It's beyond repair. That's that's interesting. Okay. Where it says riffraffs and rascals talk out of both sides of their mouth. It connects where with Jesus says in Matthew uh, 12, 31, what the heart is full of, the man speaks. And James 1 talks about the double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Um, and I've seen, like, I, I've seen uh, 12 through 15 play out. Like, I've seen people like that. And I don't want, again, I don't want to make it seem like I'm judging. I'm just saying what the Bible says is true. That's all. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. But I'm learning that I can trust what the Word of God says. But that those people, they can come to repentance and they can become a new creation in Christ and find joy and peace in that through the Holy Spirit. Okay, we can see that people, uh, we can see that, we can see, I'm trying to read my notes here. We can see that people, we can see people that are of this world are trying to hold on to their lives. And Jesus says, at that point, if you try to hold on to your lives, you will lose it. As it says in verse 15 about the catastrophe for it, where it says, catastrophe is just around the corner for them. A total smash up. Their lives ruined beyond repair. So they're trying to hold on to their lives, you guys. They want to cook up something nasty. They want to do what their flesh desires. They want to hold on to life. Jesus says, at that point, you'll lose it. It goes on and says that they're... they're their lives are going into complete catastrophe. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe what I'm saying is taking what maybe when Jesus says you'll lose your life, maybe, maybe I'm taking that out of, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not, but maybe I'm taking that out of context into like, maybe that doesn't mean catastrophe. I don't know, but that's, that, that's what I think. So here we go. Um, let's continue. 
this is my this is this is this is my favorite my favorite verses we're going to go through verses 16 through 19 gina if you're listening to this uh pray that the holy ghost would just move people's hearts this is the this is the Regina. this is the verse that we both love the title of this and we've heard this a lot you guys but here we go we've heard this verse before verse 16 here are six things that yes that god hates and one more that he loathes with a passion don't worry we're gonna get into the greek no the hebrew we're gonna break it all down guys number one eyes that are arrogant a tongue that lies hands that murder the innocent a heart that hatches evil plots feet that race down a wicked track a mouth that lies under oath and a troublemaker in the family okay let's break this down you guys you know what uh I want to break this one part down where it says hands i want you to think about this you probably already know what it is but some people might not know what do you think it means when it says hands that murder the innocent and if i sound angry i'm not i'm just this is what the word of god says and i have to say what it says hands that murder the innocent my body my choice That sounds like pride to me. And I say that with love and grace. That this is the gospel of reconciliation. Abortion is wrong. And I will do a message on this probably next week. It says that God hates the hands that murder the innocent. Babies are innocent. They are born into a world of sin but they're not they're, they're they're blameless. There is no sin in their hearts. And if that's the case, then Adam and Eve would not have been naked in the garden in the first place. They would have been clothed already. There was already sin in that world. You want to know how? The enemy sinned before that happened. He found pride in his heart. And then the Lord casted him out and he took a third of the angels with him. Satan did. So, let's move on, guys. Verse 20 through 23. Uh, you know what? Okay, verse, yeah, verse 20 through 23. Or no, I'm going crazy, guys. Sorry. Here we go. The, we're gonna, the, the, verses 20 through 35 is all one title. And uh, we have, if you've listened to my other Proverbs studies, uh, the, the title is Warning on Adultery. There is a lot of uh, passages that we've gone through in other Proverbs uh, on my Proverbs study about how adultery is just very dangerous. If you have not listened to my other Proverbs studies, please go listen to them. Please, not for my approval, but that you would grow in wisdom and grow in the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, good friends, follow your father's good advice. Don't wander off your mother's teachings. Wrap yourself in them from head to foot. Wear them like a scarf around your neck. Wherever you walk, they'll guide you. Wherever you rest, they'll guard you. When you wake up, they'll tell you what's next. For sound 
Advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. Verse 24, they'll protect you from wanton women. We will break that word wanton down in the Hebrew in just a second. From the seductive talk of some temptress. Don't lustfully fantasize on her beauty, nor be taken by her bedroom eyes. You can buy an hour with a whore for a loaf of bread, but a wanton woman may well eat you alive. Now, I don't think that's literally what it means, but that there's a demon in her that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life. John 10.10 Can you build a fire in your lap and not burn your pants now he's talking about now he's this is this is him using a metaphor on how dangerous adultery is. He says, "Can you build fire in your lap and not burn your pants?" He's using the fire ver, he's using the word fire for adultery, for sex outside of marriage. "Can you walk barefoot on hot coals and not get blisters?" It's the same when you have sex with your neighbor's wife. Touch her and you'll pay for it. No excuses. Hunger is no excuse. For a thief to steal. Hunger is no excuse for a thief to steal. When he's caught, he has to pay it back. Even if he has to put his whole house in hock. Adultery is a brainless act. Soul-destroying, self-destructive. Expect a bloody nose, a black eye, and a reputation ruined for good. For jealousy detonates rage in a cheating in a cheated husband while for revenge he won't make allowances nothing you say or pay will make it all right neither bribes nor reason will satisfy him i love it how deep it goes down on how many how many dangerous roads adultery goes down towards and i'm not saying this to shame you guys as if you're struggling with lustful thoughts but there's some jesus said if your right eye causes you to sin pluck it out what he meant by that even if you've heard this before, Paul says in Philippians 3 that it's good to be reminded things. He says at the beginning, um, there there are probably things in your life that need to be removed that are causing you to sin. Whether it's social media, whatever. Ask the Holy Spirit, you guys. Let us not have the form of godliness and deny its power. Let's, 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 let's put our faith into action every day, you guys. And yeah, sometimes God's not... I'm not expecting you to do that every single day. I don't do that. I get down. But these are different tests that the Lord gives us every day. So here we go. We're going to get into the Hebrew now, guys. Um, where it says, you know, where it talks about, here are six things that God hates. The Hebrew word for hate. Uh, it just translates out into hate. Okay, and then it says, um, and one more thing that he loathes with a passion. That word loathe in the Hebrew is the word gall. And the definition the definition Jaina, this is you guys Jaina helped me with all of this. So thank her and pray that God would just bless the living crap out of her for helping me with this so much. It touched my heart and we had just an incredible time last night. The definition is to feel extreme disgust at or a or aversion uh for to hate, to dislike greatly to abhor, to hate, to feel nausea. This is interesting, this next one. To spit out. When I think about that, I think about where Jesus is. He's talking in Revelation 3, I think it is, where he goes, you guys are so lukewarm, I'm just going to spit you out of my mouth. It's interesting. So that's the Hebrew word for that, that God 
um, he feels extreme disgust, greatly dislikes, feels nausea about these things. I know it might be hard to imagine. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying, I, 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 I don't want to, I, I don't want you guys to get offended. This is, this is wisdom you can learn. So, you know, if your mind's kind of running like confused, just surrender that to the Lord and say, Lord, everything Josiah is teaching me right now, show me what's right and show me what's wrong. Just go do that. Where it says, uh, he loathes with a passion. The Hebrew word for passion is pathema. And the definition is that which befalls one a suffering or a suffering. What is one of the fruits of the spirit? Long suffering. Interesting, guys. Really interesting that God, that, that God is in is in complete disgust while suffering this stuff when people do it. I might be quoting that wrong, but here we go. This is interesting. Where it says hands that murder the innocent. The Hebrew word for the word murder is harag, and the definition is to murder, to kill, to slay. Where it says hands that murder the innocent. Innocent in Hebrew is zaku. And the definition is purity and innocence. There's no blood on their hands. And God hates abortion. Absolutely hates it. And don't have a fear of man as I say this. Like fear God. And I don't mean that like as if you think he's going to like like blast you with lightning. No. No. Know that he has the power to do that, but to have reverence and respect before him because he loves you so much with a radical love. Uh, verse 20 through 23. Um, oh, where it says, um, for your, uh, for this is where it's talking, it's talking about, uh, this is going back to the warning on adultery. It says, for sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life to, is a is a life path. I kind of connected it with Psalm 119, 105, where it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet. So I just kinda I thought that was really cool how the Holy Spirit showed me that. Okay, here we go. Um where it says uh, verses 20 through 23, for sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. The word teaching in, the word in Hebrew is the word lamad. And the definition is to exercise in and learn. So good exercise and good learning is a light. How many times have I quoted Proverbs 15, 14? Those who were, you know, I actually don't know if I've been quoting that verse right. So let me just go to that really quick. It says, An intelligent person is always eager to take in more truth, but fools feed on fast food fads and fancies. Good teaching. Exercise those teachings and learn it, you guys. Work those spiritual and wisdom muscles. Verses 24 through 35. Okay, wanton, where it says they'll protect you. It's, when it says they'll protect you, it's talking about uh, uh, sound advice and good teaching. It says they will; those things will protect you um, from wanton women. 
The word wanton in Hebrew is pokaz, and the definition is to be reckless. Reckless. Not even thinking, just doing it. It says, they'll protect you from the reckless women. That's just interesting, you guys. I just... I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do as I speak that. It goes on and says, don't lustfully fantasize on her beauty. That word fantasize in the Hebrew is horror. And the definition is imagining. Do not lustfully imaginize on her beauty. That sounds like lust. Here's... I want to talk about lust for a second and how I have definitely been able to overcome it. Fasting and prayer helps a lot. Get things out of your life that are triggering that. If you don't, if, if you're like, well, I don't know what they are, go talk to the Lord about that. He'll show you. That's the start of re- that's another that's another step of repentance right there, you guys. Repentance isn't just a okay, I come to Christ and I repent of my sins and now I'm good. No, repentance is something you're learning in every season of your life. Repentance can be God saying, go do this and um, go do this. And then you're like, no, I don't want to do that. And, but then you go, then you go do it. That's repentance right there. So here we go to continue where it says, let's see where I find the word destroying. Oh, here it is. It goes on. It says adultery is a brainless act. Soul destroying self-destructing destroying in the hebrew is shokath and the definition is perhaps to go ruin soul destructive in the hebrew is keteb and the definition is destruction it's so interesting adultery is a brainless act it'll lead you to ruin He's not saying these things to shame you. Solomon's saying these things to stay away. There's better things God has for you. There's better things. There really is. I'm not going to elaborate on that. Go talk to the Lord about that. If you're struggling with pornography, like go on JesusCares.com when you're tempted. Go play Xbox. Go get on your knees. Go worship. Go tell God. Like, it's so, like, like, I, like, okay, the last time I was tempted to kind of, like, go relapse on pornography was, like, I think, like, two and a half weeks ago. And it got so bad, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't even leave the house. I don't know why, but I was stuck in my room, and I got to the point where I'm watching TV in my room, and I, I, I'm, 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 I'm crouching over with my hands and my arms wrapped around my stomach saying, God, this is so hard. My MacBook is right there. And I could go on that website and just relapse. It was so hard. You relapse. That's not... That is, that, I mean, that does matter, but what matters more is, am I after going to go on my knees and say, God, I feel guilt, I feel shame, I wish I wouldn't have done that, just go and be honest with him. I know how hard, it took me so long to get out of it, you guys, it took me over four years to get out of pornography. Four years. 
That number four is small, but do you remember how long one year is? How long just one year is? I've got some uh, Tron Legacy music playing in the background now. Okay, let's continue, you guys. Oh, man. Just where it talks about, it says that Adultery is just destruction. It really is. And I know, I get it. The enemy uh, really um, likes to just put some really tough strongholds in our minds. Reminds us of past pornography videos that we watch. And I, 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 I really do understand you guys. I know how hard it is. I know... I do, you guys, and I just, you know what, I will say this one thing, uh, I, I, uh, I posted it on my Facebook a while ago, but I talked about how I heard the Lord, he, he just came to me, this was a while ago, earlier this year, but I, I felt the Lord come to me and just give me, I think it was like three or four prophetic words, and one of the things that he said to me was very soon... I don't know if he said, I don't know if he said very soon, it was a long time ago, but he, he said, um, he said, I will, he said something about like ending, how he's going to end, uh, just the porn industry and all the websites, everything. He's just going to bring his wrath and his judgment upon it. He's going to do something with it. And the enemy will, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that, but. I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to stay away from. And some of you guys think, you know, is masturbation a sin? Like, if I'm going to get raw here, it's my own personal conviction. I could be wrong. I could be right. But you guys, um, one of my good friends, we're not friends anymore, but he's very dear to my heart. Uh, his name is Noah. Uh, we talked about we had a raw conversation on masturbation one day and uh, I said I was kind of telling him how I don't think masturbation itself is a sin and he said that it's um, self-promoting and I continue to remember that from that day and I think that's interesting now something I learned from when I used to go to Celebrate Recovery a long time ago uh, where Whenever I went into the sexual integrity room, and uh, they would talk about um, how we can masturbate, like just by itself, not watch porn, um, and have one tiny little lustful thought, and our craziest, wildest imaginations can think, oh, that's okay. No. Jesus never winked at sin. He never looked at it and went uh, I mean he was human he was tempted he was fully human and fully God if you don't believe that first John talks about how you have the spirit of anti of the Antichrist so um, go check that out it's in first John but um Jesus never winked at sin and neither should we we should hate it yes God does hate he does. Who are we to say he doesn't? He's an infinite spirit in all his ways. Like he's 
oh my gosh, he's real, and there's no end, there's no beginning, and we hear that, but it's like, okay, whatever, like, are you, like, like, well, then you're, 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 you're trying to find power in just the sentence instead of who it is that we're speaking about, which is so wrong, but you guys, um, if you're masturbating and you think it's not a sin, if you're having lustful thoughts, it's a sin. It, it is. I'm sorry. It's adultery. Jesus said, if you lust after a woman, uh, you, you've committed adultery in your own heart. Like, I didn't say that. Jesus did. I didn't say that. And if I want to, you know, do, if I want to be a teacher here on my podcast, then I have to be careful with what I say according to James 3. I have to be very careful. And I'm going to mess up. James says that. He said, I'm going to mess up. He goes, we're going to mess up. He goes, there's a, there's a, there's a bigger judgment on us. So, um, we're going on almost 40 minutes here. So, um, I'm going to go into, obviously, oh my gosh, I have to go on my personal notes here now on, uh, Proverbs six and my throat is really sore. Um, Where's Proverbs? I gotta find it, guys. Sorry. Hang on. Proverbs 17. That's Proverbs 6. Proverbs 12. Uh, That's Luke. Proverbs 5. Oh, here it is. Okay. Okay, so I didn't have a whole lot of notes on this one, which I'm not sure why, but that's okay. Um, I just kind of wrote one small note. Uh, I, I, I said verses 20 through 23 really hit me i'll just read that one more time you guys it says good friend follow your father's good advice again this is the title we're talking about warning on adultery don't wander off from your mother's teachings wrap yourself in them from head to foot wear them like a scarf around your neck wherever you'll walk they'll guide you wherever you rest wherever you rest they'll guard you when you wake up they'll tell you what's next For sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. Um, It's interesting like where Jesus says, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life to the fullest. Um, The enemy definitely takes people down this road to steal, kill, and destroy, but God's, but it's like Jesus is quoting verses 20 through 23. He's saying, come to me and I'll show you what life is really about. I'll give you it. I'll give it to you abundantly. I'll give you sound advice. I'll make sure that my good teachings to you is a light. My moral discipline in your life will be a life path. It's interesting. I hope that makes sense right there. Uh, the key verses that I wrote, uh, I, I wrote I, every. I, I've said this on other, um, on other episodes, but I write down key verses that I like uh, when I'm done reading a chapter. And the key verses that I highlighted here were verses 20 through 35 so go check that out yourself if you want i didn't really learn anything when i read this uh back on the sixth obviously because i was doing a uh proverb i was doing a proverb a day Uh, i see that i did i read proverbs five and six in one day i guess i missed uh my proverb on one day and the context i didn't write in here but overall you guys the context of um this chapter seems to be about don't get into trouble with people because then it's going to get you get you into trouble, and and it's it's pretty much just telling you how to live the right way. Verses verses one through five. Well, you know what? Hang on. 
One through five seem to be about not having any quarrels with people, owing no man nothing. Um, it just kind of seems like it's telling you how to live. And then I, I just, I, I, my favorite, my, my favorite verses are in here, are probably sixteen through thirty-five, or sixteen through nineteen, talks about. So honestly, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. I don't really know what the context would really be. So, but you know, maybe I'm not supposed to know that right now. But, whew. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. I really like that chapter. That was really good. A lot of good wisdom. It's the word of God, and we have to love it. We have to hang on to it and trust what God says about it. So let's close in prayer. Lord, help us with our deep fears, our deep anxieties. Lead people closer to you, Lord, that we would just surrender everything at your feet. You would give us the strength to know what it means to surrender. I pray for those that have listened to this, God, that you would remind them the wisdom. They would continue to abide in you, Lord. That people would be careful in what they say. They would learn to be wise. That they wouldn't just say things that sound right when they're in a conversation. Lord, that iron would really sharpen iron. If there's anything on here that I said that is wrong, God, please show me. I thank you that you see our hearts, God. I pray for those that are being persecuted for being a Christian in the workplace, God, that they would find peace and joy that that, that, that you rest upon them, God. Help me not be the Holy Spirit in people's lives, God. Show me, help me to not struggle with having pressure of always telling people everything. Change my heart. Renew my mind. I pray for those that are in difficult relationships right now, God, that you would just uh, change things, God. Change people's hearts. Renew their minds. Protect people in their dreams tonight. And you guys, I have a friend of mine named Maria right now who's going to school with us and she's kind of having, she's been going through this episode. So um, I'm going to put my microphone on mute and I'm just going to pray for her right now in secret. If you could just please pray for her right now. She's really going through a lot. She just got sent to the hospital for a lot of mental health stuff. So please pray for her right now. I'm going to go on mute and I just want you to, um, I'm not going to go on mute. I'll keep the music in the background. Sorry. I'll keep the music in the background, but I'm going to, just kind of bend down here. Uh, you guys, just please pray for her right now. Her name is Maria, and um, yeah, please, let's just pray for her right now.
Lord, I thank you for those who are praying for me, Maria right now and that you're hearing them, God. We are in awe that you hear us about our prayers, Lord. Let your will be done on the whole earth today, Lord. We surrender everything, Father. You're coming back for your bride. You're coming back to save us. Lead us, God. Lead us into humility. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. Um, Again, I have lots of other episodes here on my podcast. You can look at other prophetic words. You can look at other sermons. If you want to listen to a journal about just like how my week was one week, maybe the Lord will speak to you about, you know, maybe just uh, showing you some stuff about yourself that you might be struggling with. Uh, Just anyway, um, if you guys want a prophetic word, uh, email me. Oh, and I do have some very good news. Um, All of my schooling is paid for. a great friend of mine named Josh uh, made a very generous donation, and my other friend Marque- uh, Marquise donated a very uh, heartwarming uh, donation that just touched my heart. So, guys, my schooling is fully paid off, and I uh, definitely over the past few days have had deep anxiety about it, and the Lord just continues to show that he's so faithful, and um, it just motivates me more and how I can trust God in every season of my life. Thank you so much for listening to today's Proverbs 6 study on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.